Hey y'all, welcome to the 11th Hour God Podcast, where we share testimony of how God is working in people's lives. We call this podcast the 11th Hour God, not because he shows up in the 11th hour, it's because we tend to see him in our 11th hour when we've finally given it all to him and are at our breaking point. I'm Jake. And I'm Kenny. Thank you for joining us today. Hey everyone, welcome back. Um, man, it feels like forever <laughs> since we did this. I know there's two weeks off or two weeks in between seems like forever sometimes. I know, but then it's like comes by so fast too that we're like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? <laughs> on the podcast it does, this week? it does. <laughs> um, as always, thank y'all so, so, so much for joining us again. And um, actually this week, Jake and I are gonna share our partial, I guess, because it hasn't been fulfilled yet, (laughs) testimony of our fertility journey, because we've been going through this for so long, but we've um, definitely seen the Lord in it so many times. So we just wanted to just kind of share to give y'all maybe some hope, (laughs) maybe to give us some hope. (laughs) And an update. Um, There's quite a few that know kind of our story, but maybe don't have all the details or know exactly where we're at right now. So yeah. Um, and I honestly, I, it was mostly you, Jake, like you felt that we should just put this out there and just kind of really be raw and open about what we're currently going through. Um, and you know, when this does happen for us, when the Lord does give us another child, we can say, you know, we spoke about this 10 months ago, one year ago, we can come back in a year and and update you on, on where we're at. Yeah. And that we, we, um, we're going through all of this, but we just knew that this is what the Lord had for us. And we stood in faith and, um, and he gave us a desire of our heart. You know, that's what we're praying will happen. (laughs) So, um, I guess, where do we start? So I think first and foremost, we've kind of talked in previous episodes about fostering and about adopting James. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think we've even touched that we were in IVF, but we really didn't dive into the details or the testimonies of what we've seen so far. And it's, it's not a, a new process that we've been going through. Um, it's actually been years in the making. Yeah. Well, we were married in 2017 and have been, um, trying since then. And that was February. So it's been almost seven years of us being infertile. Right. So, you know, we got married. We obviously knew that we wanted to have kids. Um, that was really big for me and Jake. We never questioned that. Um, a couple years went by. We weren't able to have kids yet. You know, you guys, I'm sure a lot of you listened to our testimony about our fertility journey. Or, I'm sorry, our fostering journey. Um, and how we were able to adopt a little girl. Yeah, the most amazing, sassy little girl. <laughs> She's actually, oh my gosh, so incredible. And, you know, I just want to preface this with saying that we don't want another child because we want to have one that's like our own blood. But obviously we would love that, but that's not what it is. Like we really want another child because we just want to have a larger family. We And, and we want her to have a sibling. We want her to have a sibling. Exactly. Like, you know, but if the Lord, all the Lord ever gave us was James, that would be enough. Yeah, because we would be content. Absolutely. We would be content because not even content. Like we just, we love her so much. And we've told so many people this before that we couldn't love her if she was more, if she was our own flesh and blood, you know, like there is like literally no more love in our heart that we could have given her if she was our own flesh and blood. We love her so much. Yeah. And I think the only reason we bring up adoption with folks or we mention it is purely for the testimony of what God brought us through to give us her. Yeah. I don't think we ever bring it up as a pity or a sympathy or to play a card to say, Hey, we, we adopted it. That is so irrelevant. And I think, um, if we weren't showing the testimony of God through her adoption, I don't think we'd ever mention it. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's such a non issue in our day to day life. Yeah. But I mean, it was 100% God who, um, gave us to her and the way it all worked out. And if, if y'all haven't listened to our fostering testimony, we would absolutely love for you to go back and listen to it. Um, our first episode for our fostering testimony was about some of our foster kids, but our second episode talks about how we got James. Um, and we would love for y'all to listen to that because that had yeah. just God written all over it. Still does. Still does, yeah. 
Um, so basically, you know, we figured out after a few years, actually more than that, I don't know, yeah. that we just, we weren't, I mean, obviously we weren't having kids. I never, um, I never got pregnant that I know of. Um, so there wasn't any of that, you know, there were no miscarriages, there were no anything. Right. That we know of. That we know of. And right. I, and I think we both the first couple years, few years knew that something was off. Like, yeah, we've been trying for three years, two, three years and nothing was coming of it. But I think we were in denial or we were, we're just I, like, I oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen once it happens. I, I don't, and maybe denial is not the right term, but we both kind of knew, but we didn't want to say it out loud. Like something's going on. Yeah. So eventually, you know, um, I, I saw my OBGYN and we talked about it. She put me on some pills and we just slowly kind of did stuff. Nothing was working. Nothing was happening. Um, so a few years later, whatever, Jake and I decided to see a fertility doctor while we were still living in Hawaii. Um, and I don't remember if there was one on the big island or not, but we, for some reason, we went to one on Oahu and I think maybe there wasn't any on the big island. I'm not sure. There wasn't. Yeah. So we had to, um, because we lived on the big island, we had to fly to Oahu to see this fertility specialist. Now, real quick. You hadn't been diagnosed with anything at this point. They hadn't said that this is why, this is your issue. Um, they no. haven't given you any answers of, of why. No, not really. I mean, I was told a few things, but I learned later on that those few things weren't accurate. Um, but it was it was just kind of like, okay, well, we see this stuff going on. Let's see what's going on. Let's try and fix these problems. Um, but, I mean, it was on us, too, to where we weren't being proactive about any of it we were just kind of like I mean we were fostering still we're doing all this stuff so it's like it wasn't a priority at that time yeah so when we went to see this fertility specialist we actually had um adopted James already so we started seeing this fertility specialist um we learned about some things that was wrong with me where I had um low low iron iron, um like it was dangerously low um, like to the point where they said you shouldn't even be driving because you could pass out at any point. Yeah. You were severely anemic. Yeah. So it was low iron. Um, and then I think there was like a few other things. The big thing was getting the transfusion for the iron. You had to get your iron up. Yeah. Cause they wouldn't do anything without that. Right. Um, but this was actually just right before we were moving to Texas as well. So, you know, we were kind of starting the process on getting moving with this fertility specialist, but because we're moving to Texas, we ended up not doing anything and we were just like, Hey, we're going to go to Texas. So we, um, ended up moving to Texas and then looked up fertility doctors, you know, and then we ended up finding one. Um, we went to her, she was incredibly knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, and she did find some stuff that was wrong with me. Uh, thankfully, while we were seeing her, we ended up getting my iron taken care of. I had to get an iron transfusion. Um, but we learned that a huge reason why I was losing so much blood was because my uterus was covered in polyps. So there was like literally nowhere for the egg to attach to. So that was a really big reason why I wasn't getting pregnant. Like there was just nowhere yeah. for this baby to be attached. Um so we got that taken care of, and then it was just kind of like, okay, so we're just going to start IVF because we need to be aggressive. You are almost 40 years old. You don't have a ton of eggs left. Like, we need to start IVF. And they were running other tests at this point, trying to figure out your hormones and trying to figure yes. out your um, thyroid. And just there was a plethora of things that they were trying to see your levels to see, okay, what's going on exactly why your body is, is doing this as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so once we started doing all that, we ended up getting the bill and it was like 20 something thousand dollars. And I was just like, wait, what? We, that's yeah. a lot of money. We can't afford that. And this was before anything. We, we had only done testing at this point. We hadn't started any of the medications. We right. hadn't started any of the actual process of, um, getting the eggs ready or mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff. This was simply like, let's try to figure this out. And by the way, if you continue, here's $20,000 bill that you have to pay. Right. So it was like an estimate, but it was definitely over 20000 right. And that didn't include the hospital stay and some of the other yeah. ancillary charges that we would have had for the retrieval and for everything else that goes into IVF. Yeah. And you know, 
I do want to preface this with saying too that like we did speak to my dad about this and he more than anything wants us to have another child um and he did offer at one point to pay for our IVF so but when we got the bill I just did not feel a piece about it and it, it wasn't because it was like well we can't afford this um, or anything like that, but I just didn't feel a piece about it. But I do want to note that kind of from the beginning with this doctor, I didn't feel a piece. Um, and it's nothing against her or whatever it is. It's nothing against the, the clinic. Like they were all just really smart and very nice to us. Um, I just, I didn't feel a piece. Yeah. And I think again, as we've talked in our previous testimony about moving to Texas, I feel like the bill had to be so enormous that it made us stop. Yeah. Because had that bill been 3000 or 4000 or 5000 we probably would have tried to go through with it Yeah, it, on our own. I feel like God really had to put, because again, as we always say, our biggest prayer with anything we do is God, please open the door wide or close it shut. Yeah. Like d- none of the in between, like, is this from God? Is this not from God? We truly like want the door to be open and his will to be done or close the door and let's go another way. Yeah. And once we did get that bill, you and I were just both like, I don't know. We just don't feel comfortable moving forward. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know exactly the reason, um, but I just don't feel comfortable. And honestly, like we never really even gave it a second thought after that. Well, I was going to say we took comfort in the discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. But also I think now that I'm thinking back on this, I think it was also that we had gotten some of my medical stuff fixed and this yeah. had like just happened because after once we got like my uterus scraped and everything like that, we had to wait a couple months just to make sure it wasn't growing back before we could start IVF. So, you know, once we got that bill, that was a few months later. And then Jake and I were just like, let's just pray about this. Like, maybe we don't need this. Maybe yeah. we'll just get pregnant naturally. We, we don't know. We like, hear about that all the time. Yeah, exactly. And especially because now it's like, I have this uterus where the egg can attach. Now I went through all these tests. Right. I don't have low iron anymore. Like maybe this will just happen naturally. I don't know. Um, cause we weren't really given any other information about like my body. So we just right. assumed that it could happen naturally. So time went by, um, we still didn't get pregnant. And this was 2021. Um, end of 21 into 22 because we had moved October of 21. That's right. Yeah, because it was around June or so of 2022 when this happened. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. And, and real quick, before we go too much further, I, I want to kind of stop and maybe describe high level what IVF is. I know a lot of people hear that. They don't really know what's all involved. So IVF is in vitro fertilization. Mm -hmm. And so basically what that is, is the doctors or clinic taking the egg and extracting it from the woman, taking the sperm from the man and meeting them together clinically. Yes. So then they go through a bunch of testing and that egg then becomes fertilized and becomes an embryo Mm -hmm. or a zygote. I don't remember biology, (laughs) but it becomes a human being. And it goes through tests and different stuff. And there is a lot more involved. That's very high level. Yeah. Lots and lots involved. Yeah. And so you can start off with a high number of eggs, a high number of sperm, a high number of, of embryos. And as that they continue on or as they grow, they may not be viable anymore. As they continue doing tests and things right, like that. Right. Yeah. So you could take 20 eggs out of a woman, but only maybe 10 of those or four of those are viable. Mm-hmm. So you don't have all 20 right. ready to go. They will then schedule the transfer. And by that, it means they will then put that embryo into the woman's. Right. They implant it into the uterus. Yep. So then, the, the, so basically they've taken out all of the beginning part of a baby, done it in the clinic so that they can test it, watch it, make sure that they're using the best eggs, the best sperm to have the best success rate. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I know that some people are against IVF Yes, because they, a lot, we've heard a lot of people be like, yeah, I don't believe in that because we feel like if the Lord's going to give us a baby, he's just going to give us a baby naturally. And if he doesn't, then it's not meant for us, you know? Um, and that's totally fine. If that's what you believe, like we are all definitely entitled to our own opinions. Um, we don't believe that, you know, like, um, we definitely had questions about it because we, hear so many people not so many but we hear certain people say say certain things about that and we're just like 
is this wrong of us to do this? Like, is this against the Lord? Right. And we did a lot of prayer and a lot of research, um, scripturally, biblically, and there's nothing necessarily biblically against IVF. There's no black and white, like this is against God's will or this is, this is sinning in any way. Yeah. Um, it's, kind of in the same way that we get treated for cancer mm-hmm. like, or any other medical illness. Right. We believe that God gives us medicine and doctors and everything that helps us can be from God. Like mm-hmm. he, he provides in that way as well. Yeah. Not everything is strictly a miracle. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like once we, and then we'll get into this in a little bit too. So I'll explain further, but just, just so y'all know, like once we kind of decided that we were going to do IVF Jake and I were in that questioning state of like, is this the right thing for us? Like, this is how we should go forward. Um, And I was at church one day and I was like just praying about it because I was like, Lord, just please just let me know. Is this what you want for us? Because we don't want to move forward if it's not. And I just saw like this vision of um, and it's really hard to explain, but it's just like my mind just knew what it was. And it was a vision of a doctor curing cancer um, or like healing someone of cancer, you know, and it to me that was the Lord just telling me like I use these things to help you you know like absolutely so that's that's kind of what I got from it and once I felt that I just like felt such a peace about moving forward and you know you and I talk so much about peace right peace is from the Lord yeah and when you don't feel like the Lord's speaking to you or you don't feel like you're getting an answer to prayer but you just feel this peace about it that is the Lord speaking to you Absolutely. He uses that, you know, we always reference now, like first Corinthians, like God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Mm -hmm. And so that is something he uses to speak to us. Like if it gives you an overwhelming sense of peace, he is speaking through that peace. Yeah. But so all that to say, like, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian and you aren't able to have kids and you're just like, not sure about what to do about IVF because you just hear like, this isn't the right way to go. This isn't okay. Pray about it. Like, don't let yeah. anyone else be your Holy Spirit. Pray about it. If the Lord tells you to move forward with it, great. If he gives you a complete discomfort about moving forward with it, don't do it. Because right. what is right for me and Jake isn't going to be right for somebody else. And that holds true with everything in this life. Yeah. Now, to say that like we believe in IVF, we believe that the Lord can absolutely use the process to bless folks like us. Mm-hmm. We also believe that every baby created out of this process is a baby. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We don't believe in in terminating those embryos. We don't Mm-mm. believe in destroying them. Um, we believe in either having them, donating them, or, you know, having, blessing another family with them. We Giving once, them a chance at life. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're going to hear us also talk about IUI. And IUI is basically insemination. Just like how you would do it naturally, but you're just basically doing it in a lab to where they take the sperm and, and insert that into the woman. So IUI stands for intrauterine insemination. Um, so those are the two things we're going to talk about. If you have any more questions about it, please DM us, email us. Yeah. Um, or if you have any questions about any of this in general or any advice, honestly, we are in the thick of it still. So we will take any advice that's yeah. out there. We're no expert, but we definitely have been through this process for a while now. For a little while, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, just a quick background of, of what we're talking about. Yeah. So to continue on into our story, um, we we just didn't feel good moving forward with that the other doctor and just um, and it I don't like I said, I don't even know if it was anything to do with the doctor. We just didn't feel at peace, just moving forward at that right. point. So we're like, we're going to try this naturally and see if we can get pregnant. You know, we're just going to pray about it. If the Lord wants us to have it, he'll open the door somehow. Right. Something's going to happen. Um, fast forward a few months, uh, we started our small group. Yeah. I think you said that was June we got that June bill. Or so, yeah. Yeah. And then October of 22, we started our small group here mm-hmm. in our community. Yeah. And um, so through that small group, we actually met two of our like best friends here in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and they're younger than us. Um, they're like in their early 30s. And we learned that they were actually going through the same thing. They had different struggles with yeah, it. Different circumstances. Different, different circumstances. Yeah. But they weren't able to have kids. Yet. Yeah. 
Um, and they just weren't getting very good news at all from their doctors. Um, and then they decided to see a fertility specialist just to be like, okay, let's, is this going to be absolutely not, we're never having kids or can we go to a, to a fertility specialist right. specialist that will give us a chance? Right. Um, so they ended up seeing the specialist and we, I don't know how we got to talking about it, but they were, um, I told them that, you know, we'd kind of stopped our journey and we were just trying to just see if the Lord's just going to give us a baby naturally. And we haven't looked into seeing another doctor or anything like that. Cause we weren't even sure if the doctor was, what was stopping us from moving forward or anything like that. But before this conversation, somebody else had recommended another yes, clinic right. up in Austin and you had an appointment booked. Yeah. So one of our other friends in our small group re- recommended her clinic that she just absolutely loved. She actually got pregnant through IUI and didn't have to do IVF. Um, and she raved about this doctor. And so this was before our two friends told me about their doctor. So I actually set up an appointment with this doctor and was going to have an appointment there, but I didn't feel at peace about it. It was a guy and I just, I didn't want a guy doctor at first. I was like, well, that's fine. She, you know, she raves about him, but I just, I didn't feel at peace about it. I just, I really didn't. Again, I don't know if I didn't feel at peace because he was a guy or just it wasn't the doctor I was supposed to go to. Yeah. Well, I think it was us trying to take control of that situation. Like it was like we at that point kind of got this renewed hope like, hey, let's do this again. Yeah, and like we maybe just kind of were forcing it Yeah, in a way like, you know, not whole, not fully, but like, let's just go to the first one yeah. recommended. But even when I did reach out to them for the appointment at first, I didn't feel a piece about it. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Which is like it was just a reminder to me that like. Whatever direction I go, no matter what I'm doing, pray about it first because yeah. and if I don't feel a peace about it, don't move forward. Don't don't force these things, you know? And and that's a good like you're so in tune with that peace. Because you talk about it all the time, whether yeah. it's in a transa- transaction at work, whether it's a decision for our group, whether it's a decision to where to serve at church or mm-hmm. how to move forward or buying a vehicle. Like you have such a peace like that's how God speaks to you a hundred percent. Absolutely. And it was because at one point in my life, I was going through a really hard time and trying to make a decision on what to do. And I fasted for like a week or a week ish. Um, and I was literally just having apple juice. That was all I had for almost a week. Um, and I was like, I'm not hearing from the Lord. He's not speaking to me. I don't know what's going on. And someone told me that they were like, do you feel a peace about, about, this is when I moved to Alaska. Do you feel a peace about moving to Alaska? I was like, I actually weirdly feel really at peace about it. And I don't know why, because never, because I cannot do cold. So never in my life would I move to Alaska. And they're like, that's how the Lord's speaking to you. And it was like a huge revelation for me. I'm like, you mean I don't actually have to hear him telling me, go to Alaska, don't go to Alaska? Yeah. And for everybody that knows Kenny, like we joke, she doesn't even do 70s. Like that's cold to her. So to go put her in negative temperatures where the sun doesn't shine for quite a bit of the year and... It's kind of crazy. And for you to have a piece about that? I need to say I, I was miserable in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I did hate it. I, I love aspects of it, but I definitely hated living there. Um, but I wouldn't have met you if I didn't do that. That's so right. we do know the Lord had a plan for that, you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, so we ended up canceling the appointment with that, the male doctor. And um, I spoke to our two friends and she and the woman was like, this doctor that we have, like she has just renewed our hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's things that are going really well with her. And she's just like, she has the most amazing bedside manner. I just feel such a peace with her. Like she's just been incredible. If you want to, um, if you want to give her a try. And actually at this point I hadn't canceled my appointment. Cause I was like, no, you I re- had, yeah. yeah, I remember saying, I actually have an appointment with such and such as doctor. Um, and I, but I prayed about it after. And I just was like, yeah, I don't feel right about moving forward with this doctor. Right. So I did cancel and I actually called and scheduled an appointment with the other doctor. And obviously we're, we were talking up through this together. You know, it wasn't yeah. just a decision I made on my own. Right, right. So we made the appointment. We went there for our first appointment and we walked in and I'm not even joking you. We walked in and I just started tearing up for some reason, like just, just walking in there, not even knowing who my doctor was, any of that. Yeah. We hadn't met anybody at this point that was actually in the clinic or with the clinic. I just felt this peace. I felt this renewed sense of hope. Yeah. And it was just like, and I think I even told you like, babe, I feel such at peace right now. I think this is it. Yeah. You knew. So we met the doctor. Well, first we met the nurse. 
and oh, yeah. <laughs> talk about that part. Because again, the way God weaves things together. So we meet with the doctor's nurse first. They have dedicated nurses. So we meet with the nurse and I can't remember exactly how it came up, but we joked about Alaska or the cold or something. And the nurse is like, oh, that's so funny. I'm from Alaska. Mm-hmm. She's from Wasilla out in the valley. And so we joked and we spent 30 minutes talking about Alaska yeah. and the differences <laughs> and how Kenny hated it there. And, you know, she only went from hot office to hot car to hot home to, but anyway, so we, we were laughing about that. And then, uh, in comes the doctor and come to find out she was stationed Well, her husband was stationed in Alaska. Yeah. And that's so where again, the nurse, her and the nurse actually met. Yeah. So again, here's this thread of like, it's just those kind of things. Like almost like God needs you to see that thread to say, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. You know, and it's small and I know some people will write it off as a coincidence or whatever. We don't see it that way. Well, we don't believe in coincidences. No. The Lord orchestrates everything in our life. Yeah. And so we spent again with the doctor another 30 minutes just talking about life in Alaska and in our experiences and, and everything. And it was like, I think that too helped with the piece. Like we like, this is something special. Yeah. Yeah, so we got to talking with the doctor and she was just so encouraging, you know, like she never once made me feel like worried that she could get me pregnant, you know, and this was even before like looking at anything, but like my age, none of that. She's like, no, we're so good. You're so young. We can do this, you know. But I think too, like with the other doctors we've seen, we hadn't seen this optimism, this, and I don't even want to call it bedside manner. It was just this hope. Yeah. Like the two other clinics that we had been to the other multiple nurses and doctors and tests and nobody had this, this hope that our doctor had. And just like her encouragement, like she was just very encouraging. Yeah. So we got to talking and you know, my first doctor actually um, did some blood work on me and she was like the way that your body is, it's showing me that you're probably going to go through early menopause. So my first doctor was like, we got to get this started now because I don't even know that you're that at this point, I don't even know if you have any eggs. So this was like 2021. And so this whole time I'm thinking like, maybe I'm not getting pregnant because I have no eggs, you know? Yeah. You had already like kind of taken on that identity of what she spoke over you. Yeah, exactly. I I definitely took that on and it, it was a huge concern of mine. So obviously, you know, I told this doctor what this other doctor told me. And I was like, this is kind of a concern of mine. And she was like, oh, well, let's get it checked. She's like, I'm not worried about this. Let's get it checked. Just again, super just encouraging and just very positive about all of this. And I just felt like this is like if I do have eggs (laughs) and I can continue like this is a doctor that I want to be with. Absolutely. And the one good thing about this clinic is everything is in house. Like a lot of fertility clinics. They send out all their tests that you have to go to another lab for blood work. You got to send off this. And then when you transfer, it's over at this hospital. And when mm-hmm. you, everything is in house. So like. It's all one bill. <laughs> all, all one bill. All one building. Yeah. Um, lab work is right there next. I mean, literally next to the office we were in. Yeah. I mean, it was all just. And so that was really nice to see as well. Yeah. So um, after we got through talking, she was like, you know what? Let's get you in there. Let's do an ultrasound and see what we're working with. And we're like, okay, wow, that we didn't expect that. So we um, get into the exam room and she checks me out and she just goes, we have eggs. We have (laughs) eggs. We can do this. We have eggs. And she was like, I know I didn't want to tell you before when you said that you're going through probably going through early menopause and didn't have any eggs. I was actually really worried (laughs) and was just hoping that we would have some eggs. And she started counting them and she was like, we have eight eggs. She's like, Kenny, that's amazing. Like, we can totally do this with eight eggs. And that was like kind of a, a high level ultrasound too. Like, that's not a hundred. You could have more. She yeah, just yeah. saw eight yeah. right away. And so, um, yeah, I was just real hopeful when she said that. Yeah. And we, I was just so excited. I started tearing up. So I just like started thinking like, maybe we can actually get pregnant. Yeah. So she was like, you know, with... The amount of eggs we have, because I did have eggs and that was exciting. However, eight eggs isn't a lot. Just to give you some perspective, my friend who's 30 years old that's going through this had 62 eggs. <laughs> so, um, you know. <laughs> Just a fraction. <laughs> so it was like, yes, we have eggs. We can do this. However, we need to be aggressive because we don't know when you won't have eggs anymore. Right, you know? right. Um, so she was like, I 100% just starting IVF, 
and not doing IUI because IUI, your chances are a lot lower. Um, and we just, we need to be aggressive. Right. So Jake and I were like, yep, let's do it. And honestly, when she said that it was, I didn't even think about the last bill we got. I didn't think about, um, not having a piece with the last doctor. I, I felt like, yeah, 100%. I am so comfortable with this. I'm so at peace with this. Let's do it. Let's move forward. And God opened these doors for this appointment, for this doctor, for everything that just set that up for you to have that peace. Yeah. You yeah. know, it wasn't, it wasn't just the feeling. It was like literally the way that the timing worked out, the way that we were able to get in so quick. Yeah. And, you know, just because I also want to point this out too, like just because the Lord didn't give us a piece about going through IVF with the other doctor it didn't necessarily mean that he didn't want us to go through IVF. It was just not the right time. Yeah, it wasn't the process that he didn't give us a piece about. It was just that timing, that clinic, just that whole situation at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we were like, yes, let's do IVF. Let's get this started. So we, um, one of the big problems I was having... um, we're getting, we're getting, we're digging deep and getting, Yeah, this is going to be TMI. <laughs> this is going to be TMI. <laughs> but basically I hadn't gotten my period since April and this was July, July, July or August. Right. And I hadn't got my period since April. So she's like, well, first of all, we got to figure out what's going on with your body because obviously this is not normal that you're not getting a period. Um, so we're going to have to basically just like force it. So you have to take some medication to force your period so that we can kind of just start this process to see what's going on with your body. Yeah. Cause they need your body to be in a cycle, in a sink Yeah, in sync to be able to, okay, here's the time that we would take an egg. Here's the time that we would implant. Here's yeah. the, and if your body's so irregular, they can't sync that up to say, here's, here's when we would do all of this. Yeah. So they ended up giving me some medication. It ended up forcing it out of me. So I got on my cycle, which was really great. Did some blood work. Um, Everything looked really good. Did some blood work on you. Everything looked really good. Um, And then so they're like, all right, we're going to ask for insurance approval to get IVF done. So they looked into our insurance prior to this and they're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, your insurance will actually cover a full cycle of IVF. So you have have really great insurance. So we can do this. But they still needed the insurance to approve doing IVF now yeah to give the prior authorization right so um while we waited for that i had to go on birth control again just to get my um cycle it's all hormone based it's all hormone based exactly yeah Yeah. so i was on birth control i did the three weeks and she was like you know we don't want to keep you on this so we really want to get this insurance approval before the three weeks right um three weeks came we haven't gotten insurance approval they were like well you need to go on birth control again for a little while longer i was hesitant but they were like no it's fine we will give it a couple days without and then we'll start back on um before i started the second pack of birth control i ended up randomly getting my period again myself right which is really great and so I ended up calling them and saying hey I actually got my period so what do you guys want me to do and she was like I'm so glad you called we actually just heard back from the insurance company and they're not approving IVF until you do three rounds of IUI right so you need to do three rounds of IUI which is insemination before we can start IVF and you know what normally that kind of information would have left me feeling defeated, honestly, because she already said, like, we don't want to do IUI because we need to be aggressive. Right. So when they said, like, we're going to do IUI first, Jake and I were like, yeah, yes, let's do IUI first. And we're so excited for some reason. And um, I mean, it could be multiple reasons. Like we honestly felt a peace, felt a peace from the Lord about it, first of all, which is the most important. But also we were like, IVF is so invasive with having to take all these shots and having to make all these hard decisions about genetic testing and different things like that that we didn't want to have to do. Right. So like maybe this is the Lord protecting us from that and not having to do that and just doing it this quote unquote old fashioned way. Yeah. Well, and, and like we said earlier, IVF requires a ton of shots before they can yeah. retrieve the egg. It requires a ton of work. Um, so anybody that's actually gone through IVF, it is a very tough process on your body. Yeah. And it's way more expensive than IUI. Like IUI yeah. is, is 
pennies compared to IVF. Well, and the weird thing with your insurance is they said, we cover IVF, no problem. Like, yay, have a baby, but we don't cover any of the meds. Any of the meds that you need to do IVF. (laughs) And yeah, I think they estimated 5,000 to begin with. Was out of pocket for the meds. Was out of pocket for the meds. And then depending on your body and what happened, you may need more. You may need something else. And then depending on the insurance, like our portion of IVF, we still had to pay that portion. So it was going to be, you know, a good amount of money still. So so when we got that news, it it was a little unsettling, but it wasn't defeating, like you said. We were excited about it. We honestly were. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we would we told our friends in small group and our family and they were all kind of like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. And we're like, no, we're actually really excited about this. Like, what if this is a Lord using something like this where it's like your chances are lower to get us pregnant? Because that's just testimony for him. Yep. That's just for his glory. And, and the doctor, we will say, was very honest. Like she said, the chances are statistically a lot lower. But again, it's like, and Kenny and I were just talking about this yesterday, that it doesn't matter statistically, scientifically, like we both have such a hope in this that they could tell us that the the success rate is 1%. We'd say like, yeah, we still have a chance. Yeah. Or they could tell us the success rate is 99% and we would be like, well, but if it's not from the Lord, it's not going to happen. Right. You know, we know that the Lord is our great physician. So statistics, right. schmatistics. <laughs> 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 it means nothing. It means nothing to us. I promise you that it means nothing to us. Yeah. I mean, we obviously take it in and we hear it, but we also know who we serve. Yeah. And especially like, man, in all of our testimony, when we see the Lord the most is in difficult situations where you don't feel like something's going to happen and he shows up. Like yep. he show, always shows up for some reason with us in the difficult situations and not the easy ones, you know. Well, obviously he's there always right. but that's when we really see his works well and that's why we call this the 11th hour god podcast exactly because it's never in our timing early like mm-hmm. you know like any said we've been through this for years now mm-hmm. multiple clinics multiple doctors multiple tests multiple blood draws we have done so much up until this point to just find out what's wrong what's going on yeah and so it this hasn't been a fast easy or cheap process. Like we've yeah. been at this a while to just try and find out what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So bring us back. So doctor says you got to do IUI. So come in. Yeah. So like I said, I just, I had started my cycle. Um, and so she's like, well, since you started your cycle, get in here, we're going to do an ultrasound. We're going to see what your body looks like. Um, and then we're going to see when we can start this IUI process. So Jake and I were like, okay, excited. Yeah. Let's get this going. But we were also thinking like, Okay, maybe like in a month we're going to be starting this. Yeah, we thought you would have to go through a couple cycles or, or they would have to do some testing. Yeah. Like, we just weren't sure. Yeah, we didn't know. Um, so we ended up going to the office. Um, we got the ultrasound done. And we discovered at this appointment that my body just isn't working the way it should. Like when I should be ovulating, I'm not. And like my brain, basically my body just haven't been communicating, which would be also a huge reason why I wasn't getting pregnant. My body just wasn't working the way that it should be working. Yeah, the way she said, your brain would be ready, but your ovaries wouldn't be. Or but vice versa. Yeah, when your ovaries are ready, your brain wasn't sending the right yeah. hormones and chemicals and signals. And so right. I honestly think that was such a revelation for us. Yeah. Because, here, again, been through all this testing, through all this stuff, and we hadn't heard that before. I didn't know that my body wasn't working the way it should. Yeah, we knew something was off, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But nobody had given us an answer like that. Yeah, exactly. So at this appointment, you know, we had this discovery. Um, but she was like, um, "We're gonna start. We're gonna start IUI now. Let's do it. Get the, we're we're sending the pills to your pharmacy. Take the first one tonight. Take it for five days, and let's set up another appointment next week to see where everything's at." So you, the, she told you to take that medication, but why don't you explain what that medication was for? Starting that night. So basically this medication just helps grow my follicles. Yeah. And then I think that's how you pronounce it. Follicles, follicles. follicles. Sounds weird when you say it slowly, <laughs> but follicles. Um, follicles. Um, and so basically a follicle is what holds your eggs. So my yeah. eggs are in these follicles. So these follicles have to grow to 20 
millimeters. millimeters. Is is their goal? Yeah, is the she goal. She wants to see them at twenty millimeters before you can inseminate. Right. Also, I'm gonna stick with follicles because I'm pretty sure it's not follicles. So um, I have to do the medication for five days. So I did that. I came back um, to do an ultrasound to see where they were at. And this was day nine of my cycle. So it was still early. Um, So we did an ultrasound and nothing's grown. Like it's just my body at that point hadn't responded to anything. Nothing's grown. But she's like, that's fine. Some people need a little bit longer time. So let's put you on five more days and see you next week and see what's going on. Yeah, she wasn't concerned at all. Yeah, so we weren't. And we're just like, okay, well, it's still early. So we were totally fine. You know, it is what it is. So I take the medication for five more days and then we have our ultrasound again. And this was last week. Yes, last Friday, I think. Yeah. Or Wednesday, Wednesday. So we go back in and see her. We do another ultrasound. And she's like, hmm, they're still not growing. They're at five millimeters. Your body's just not responding to this medication. And so she feels my white right ovary. Nothing is growing. She And then she looks at my left ovary, which is actually... The hard one to get to. It's like hiding a bit or something. That's the one that you've had issues not with. Issues with, but it was not easy to see in some previous tests. Right. Yes. Um, so she looks at that one again and she's like, wait, there is one growing. And I do want to say up up to this time too, remember we said that I had eight eggs. Right. Um, the next couple of times we saw her before we started IUI, she was like, Oh, great, we have six eggs. So it's like we seem to have less every time. I don't know if just she couldn't see them all or what, but yeah. you know, during that time we're just like, okay, we're we're like losing the two countdown eggs. Is happening. And, and I think the next time it was like she had, she's like, that's okay, we have four eggs. And I'm like, okay, so we're just losing two eggs every time we see her. We're only gonna see you one more time. <laughs> we're not coming back. We're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, We have one growing. It's at eleven millimeters. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think that was when we left that appointment was your first time that I honestly felt really discouraged. Yeah. Discouraged is a good term. And And I could see it in your face. Yeah. Because you just kept saying, Kenny, we have one growing. All we need is one. Like you were just like, I am so hopeful still. Yeah. And to be honest, like I still truly had faith that the Lord could work in that. But just hearing that news of, your body really isn't responding to this medication and you have, and and this second ultrasound was day 15 of my cycle, right. which typically is when you ovulate. Right. So the fact that I had one growing and it wasn't, it was only like halfway where it should be. It was just like, I'm like, well, maybe this isn't the way we're going to get pregnant, you know, but yeah. I still had so much faith that we were going to, that yeah. we are going to. Um. So I was discouraged, but you know, I just needed to be, able to be discouraged which we are we're able to feel that we're able to feel those feelings yeah it's a it's a feeling from god just like the rest of them like he wants you to have that full range of emotion when you're going through something right exactly so you know but i talked to some friends about it i prayed about it and that's when the lord was just like i work in the impossible yep and and i just felt again just such a peace i'm like you're right like This is how he uses testimony for his glory. He works in the impossible when odds are low, when chances are low, when doctors say, you know, I don't know if we can make this happen. Even though she never told us that because she's amazing. Right. When the world tells you this isn't going to happen. Yeah. You're too this, you're too that, your body's too broken, whatever. So I feel like the more quote unquote bad news I get, the more I'm excited to see how God's going to work in this situation. And that's, I think, a big reason why we wanted to put this podcast out there because we do want to share what's going on with us. And we do want to say, look at what God did. And we stood in faith that this yeah. is going to happen. Yep. So um, anyways, so she was just excited, honestly, that she saw one growing because before she saw that one, she was like, you know, some people just don't, their bodies don't react to this medication. Right. And we might just need to go back to your insurance company and say, this isn't working for her. We do need to do IVF, you know? So she mentioned that before she saw the one growing and she's like, no, we have one growing. Yeah. So that one was at 11 millimeters. Yeah. Last Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And so what did she say after that? So she just told us to wait, wait it out. Let's have another ultrasound on Monday, which was yesterday. Yeah. 
Yeah. This and is no more meds. So you were off the meds. No more Your meds. Your body was just going to naturally do what it needed to do. Yes. Yeah. So no more meds. Um, so we had an ultrasound on Monday. And so Monday mornings is when we have our women's Bible study where we're right. reading, discerning the voice of God by Priscilla Shire, which has just been incredible. And we're just learning like different ways the Lord speaks to us, you mm-hmm. know. So anyways... In the Bible study, I let the ladies know of our situation, and they were all just so encouraging. Like, we are going to be praying about your ultrasound today, that the Lord, like, has that follicle growing and all this stuff like that. But honestly, how were you feeling? Were you as encouraged as they were? Um, I was hopeful, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I was just like, it was barely growing. It probably won't like, maybe we'll just need to do IVF, you know? Yeah. And I think you are always a very logical person. And so when you hear stuff, you, you calculate everything really well. So it's like, okay, it hadn't grown much. So we may see some growth, mm-hmm. but maybe not enough or. Yeah. That, and that's kind of how I was feeling. So it's not discouraged. It's not, no. not hopeful. But you're a realist. Yeah. And I and I didn't, I wouldn't say I necessarily felt discouraged either because I s- still did and I still do stand so firm on the fact that like I truly believe God is going to get us pregnant one yeah. way or another, yeah. you know? So if it doesn't happen this way, it's going to happen another way. And I believe that. And yeah. I'll, we'll talk about that in a minute why we believe that because yeah. we both do. Yeah. Um, so we go and get our ultrasound. And it seems like we're waiting there forever. Yeah. <laughs> it was like completely empty. And it was yeah. like the longest wait that we had. And we're just like, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, there's nobody in the clinic, like <laughs> just the staff. And we're like, what is taking so long? <laughs> it just felt like a long time. Um, so she does the ultrasound and she goes, Kenny, we have a grower. It's at 15 millimeters. This is amazing. Yeah. And she goes, wait, we have a second one. Yeah. Where did that one nowhere. come from? Yeah. That's also at 15 millimeters. Yeah. And we're just like, wait, we have two? That's incredible. And what's really cool was one of the ladies from our Bible study, she um, told me that before I told her the news, she told me that she was praying for the Lord to show us more multiples. Yeah, not just one growing. And I was like, like I got chicken skin because I was like, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's what we've seen so much with this group. Like this group is so in tune with the Lord. Yeah. Well, we've seen such incredible things happen. Right. In the span of us having this, in the year of us having this group, you know, but it's because we do have some really faithful people in the group and people just like seeking him. Yeah. So we have two 15 millimeter follicles. What's next? Oh my gosh. And we were were both just like so excited. Like this is the Lord speaking to us and this is the Lord working Mm -hmm. in this situation, you know? So we got the news that we have two 15 millimeter follicles, which is great. Um, so then she jumps up and says, okay, let's keep going. And she told you to do your, what they call the trigger shot. Yeah, which is a shot that I have to do that sends my body into ovulation. Yeah, so one of those, hopefully just one, Lord, if you're listening, just <laughs> one of those eggs releases. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, if you want to give us two of those eggs to release and you want to give us some twins, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a running joke. Kenny has twins amongst her mom and dad's side of the family, and none yeah. of her brothers have had twins. So Yeah, well, my mom is a twin and my dad is a twin. Right. And Both fraternal. Yeah. <laughs> and so we always joke that Kenny's due to be the one to have the twins in the family. So Yeah. So Jake's, in his prayers, he's very specific. He's like, Lord, we want one baby in her belly. Just one. Yeah. And I'm like, give me all the babies. <laughs> yeah. So we'll come back to that as well because we have a cute story about James. Yeah. So she says, um, this week, take the trigger shot. So we on are- On Wednesday, take on the trigger Wednesday. shot. Today is, is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we have one more day to do that. And then on Friday, we'll do insemination. Yeah. So Friday's insemination. Um, and then we have to wait like a couple weeks to do a pregnancy test. So- Middle of November, um, we should know if we're pregnant or not. Um, so that's kind of where we're at today. Yeah. And, and so we bring you this testimony so far because we've seen God so much through it already. And we're so excited to see God through the rest of it. 
Yeah. So I think we wanted, wanted to do a, a marker on this to say, here we are in the middle of our testimony. Mm-hmm. We've seen a ton of little testimonies throughout. Here we are in the middle of it. Because our goal with the podcast, too, is that we show testimony in all aspects. Yeah. It's not just these big, wild miracles. We just, we want people to hear testimony early through it and after like we want all parts of it yeah well we do want some people to come on here and be like this is what we're going through but i'm standing in faith that the lord is going to deliver me from this or whatever it is right and then have them back on and be like this is what the lord did even if it didn't even look like how i envisioned it this is what he did and it was so much better it was for my good and it was for his glory yeah yeah so which is why like we we are going to have our friends that are going through this journey this fertility journey we're going to have them on here with us as well yeah. and and just kind of speak of their testimony up until now again that's going to be so exciting to, because they have such a similar yet so different testimony yeah. yeah big time and so it's so beautiful to see that god is working in in their lives in that way too yeah so babe do you want to kind of explain explain like what circumstances in our life are leading us to believe that this now is a time that the Lord is going to, um, yeah. Allow us to get, to get pregnant. Yeah. And, and so some of us know, or some of you that know us real well, you may know, but we have had so much up to this point. Um, like Kenny said, first, just testing her body, testing my body, like seeing what is the issue, um, and going through all of that, but also part of that is Kenny had surgery this year, um, end of February for the gastric sleeve. Mm-hmm. And so you are down how many pounds now since beginning of March? So today I made 80 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So that's one of the, the things like, had I gotten pregnant before, I feel like I would have been miserable and it would have been a lot more high risk. There's yeah. just so many things involved that like, I totally feel the Lord was like, you're not ready for this. And now I'm in much better shape. I'm obviously much lighter. Right. I feel much better. Like for my body in itself to hold a baby, like right now is a really great time. It's the healthiest you've been in. Right. It's the healthiest I've been. And it's also the youngest I'm ever going to be. So it's like, <laughs> this is the time. Yeah. Yeah. In, in part, like we said during our fostering journey, you know, we truly believe that had we been able to have babies right away, we may never have stepped into the fostering world, which we, led to James, which led to this beautiful little girl that we get to hold every night. And yeah. and so we know that had we been able to be blessed early on, that most likely none of that would have happened. Yeah, exactly. And like we said at the beginning of this episode, like we never we wouldn't trade anything for our James. Yeah. So if the, if the Lord was like, Hey, we'll go back in time and I'll give you a baby of your own. Like I'll get you pregnant, but you won't have James. We would 100% just be like, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, no, thanks. You literally gave us the desire of our, of our heart with James. Yeah. And we, we don't need anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, a sibling for her would just be a, a cherry on top. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she, she wants a little baby sister. I know you don't want a daughter, but she wants a little baby sister so bad. <laughs> so let's talk about that real quick. So every night we pray with James or she prays, not last night, but the night before. So the night before our last ultrasound appointment, she had one prayer. Normally it's it's for grandma and grandpas and pops and everybody else in between. And But the night before, we just asked her to pray. Like we didn't coerce her into any which way and what was her prayer she asked for the heavenly father to please give her a little baby brother and sister and she said please put a little baby brother and sister in mommy's belly <laughs> it was the cutest <laughs> thing because again she didn't know we had a doctor's appointment she didn't know what we were possibly stepping into with news that we were getting that next day and so again, we just kind of took it as confirmation, like God is working, like God is even putting it on James's heart. Like mm-hmm. obviously, James knows what we desire, yeah, and that we're going through this journey. Though. Yeah, she does know that, but she didn't know that that night specifically, we were stepping into a very important appointment the next day. Mm-hmm. So with my weight loss, yeah. just being like perfect timing with my weight loss, 
um, also like the community that we have here in Texas. And that's not to say that we didn't have community in Hawaii because obviously all my family's there yeah. and I'm very close with my family. Um, and you know, when we had James, they were all there for us and they just like loved her so much and we could always count on them. So, um, you know, it's not to say that we didn't have that community there because we 100% did. We still do. Um, I mean, my <laughs> family's just obsessed with her and so is yours. Um, and then as far as our friends, we had really great friends there. We had a really great, um, Christian community of friends there of believers, but they were an hour away from us, you know? So physically we weren't surrounded by, um, believers, you know, we weren't surrounded by our best friends physically, um, besides my family. And it's not to say that our friends wouldn't have, you know, come to our home and helped us with whatever we needed because they 100% would have, um, because they did that with James, like they were there for us and they were just so amazing. And we're still very close with all of them today. Um, but it's just very different when your community is two minutes away from you and your community is one hour away from you, you know, well, half of your community. So I think that's just kind of the point I'm trying to make as far as community goes. And here in Texas, our neighbors are some of our absolute best friends now, you know, and we yeah. are surrounded by these neighbors who are believers, you know, and our daughter is surrounded by little kids whose parents are believers and who yep. are believers. Um, so just our community here is different. Just people who love Jesus and who love us and who love each other, yeah. who love James. Yeah. It's really like the, honestly, the best possible situation as far as community goes yeah. for us to be in. Even when we talk to our church about our small group, like the elders are blown away. They're like, can we take some notes? Because this is what small group should be. <laughs> yeah. They're like, that's too large, but how do you do it? I know. Like it's incredible, like how God's been working in it and how yeah. people show up week after week. But you know, there's like, there's a bunch of families. There's some stay at home moms with small kids. Yeah. We have some couples that are retired. Like it's just, an amazing group that could, um, to help us with our, our new baby, just like anybody yeah. else who will be getting pregnant in our group. Like we are all there to help with the baby, you know, yeah. we're family. We have another, um, couple that are quickly becoming great friends that, um, they found out this year that they're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, she's due early next year. And so it's like, they also kind of shared too, that, um, they didn't really know their neighbors, I think they were one of the ones that said like they had spoken or met with more neighbors in our neighborhood within a few months than they had in years mm -hmm. in their previous neighborhood. Yeah. So it's like God is orchestrating this group to come together to rally around these moms and these dads and say, Hey, we're going to be your tribe. Like we yeah. are here for those nights that you need some sleep. We're here for those nights you need to go do something and you need a babysitter last minute. Right. But also with that other couple that's pregnant, um, they had been trying to have kids and yeah. they couldn't um, when they were living in their old neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and they ended up moving here and they were going to start IUI because they couldn't have kids. And she literally got pregnant right before they started IUI. It yeah. was like the Lord was like, you need you needed this community before I could give you a baby because it would have been bad. Yeah. In, in your other situation. Or maybe it wasn't bad, but, you know, it just wasn't what he had um, planned for them. Yeah, so we just continue to see God in all his workings. He's not just working in the, the IVF, IUI process. It's in the community. It's yeah. in our faith. Yeah, Our faith is the deepest and strongest it's ever been, at least yeah. for me. No, for me too. Absolutely. But it's because we are constantly surrounding ourselves with the Lord and with God-fearing people. Yeah. Like we, we obviously had faith. We were believers and, and went to church and everything in Hawaii. But for me, I, I can't speak for Kenny. I, I can... I think I can, but <laughs> we just, my faith, like I said, like when we got the news of like, oh, it's not growing. Oh, it's not there yet. Like I just have this unshaken faith that like, okay, great. Like we're still like, this is what's happening. God's going to do this. Yep. Like God's yeah. track record is a hundred percent. Yep. And so it's just all of these little aspects that he's surrounding in our lives, our careers. Um, Kenny started real estate here in Texas, brand new, hadn't ever done that before. And she's in a place now where she has clients and ongoing clients and a great team and everything set up there. My job is really flexible working from home and the time that we can take off. And in the bottom depths of my heart, I know that this was God setting everything up yeah. 
for us to be able to do this. Yeah. But, you know, going back to our careers, um, being a real estate agent, the market is really slow. So this year has been kind of stressful with just being like, I, I haven't had many closings. Yeah. Um, you know, so financially, I just feel like I'm not bringing home a check, you know, right. so that can be stressful because right. after not getting a check for a while, it's like, OK, <laughs> what's what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, so that has been really stressful. And I'm extremely fortunate that I, I actually just closed on a condo today and then I have another closing next month. But with that being said, like we're actually selling our house back in Hawaii. Yeah. We've, Which, again, was a very long thought out preyed upon process God thing, though yeah and it but it was like we felt such a peace about it um and the way it all worked out that's a testimony for another day but yeah. the lord's like completely in that you know but all that to say like we'll be selling our home for a really good profit next month and so like because i am older um it's actually considered a geriatric pregnancy i love being associated with that word at 39 she's getting a walker for her birthday <laughs> tennis balls and all <laughs> But with me being almost 40, like you just never know. There's a lot more risks involved. So it's like if God forbid anything were to happen, like if I had to be on bed rest or whatever it was and I just I couldn't work for a while, I wouldn't have to stress about working and bringing home a paycheck because we would be fine financially, you know. So it's like with God's just been like working in our finances. He's been working in our community. He worked with in my weight loss. And you yeah. also lost a lot of weight since we were back home in Hawaii. Yep. And it showed in your tests. Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, I've, I've been learning with this Bible study that the Lord speaks, speaks to you in so many ways. And he speaks to you in your circumstances as well. Yeah. And the way that he's just worked things out in our circumstances and the way he's just given us a piece about all of this yep. is to us him saying, I am going to give you a child. You're going to get pregnant. You are going to have this desire that you've been praying for. Yeah. James is going to have this little sibling that she's been praying for. So, you know, so that's, that's why we just stand so firm in our faith that this is what the Lord wants for us right now that, um, he will be giving us the desire of our heart. And, you know, we always say that too, like, Lord, if this isn't what you want for us, close the doors and take away that desire because change our hearts. We want our hearts desire to align with your desire for us. Yeah. And, and I think that it's just so clear to see. And again, these aren't little situations that we feel like, okay, we're pushing that, that maybe that's God. It is so clear to us, like the way he's aligned everything up. And, and the other amazing part is our other best friends that we've, um, that are going through IVF as well. We are within weeks of each other in this whole process, like of them doing their transfer. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's just like, what are the chances Kenny's going to become such great friends with somebody going through a very similar process that they can lean on each other yeah. within five seconds? I mean, we're literally a 30 second drive from their house. Yeah. Wouldn't that be so amazing if we got pregnant together? <laughs> that would be insane. Just don't give birth on the same day. I know. <laughs> That's two birthday parties. <laughs> but it's just, again, it's just testimony of God, like aligning everything up so well to just hit that ball into the pocket. Yeah. So, you know, with all of this, we just, we want to say that we stand firm in faith that this is going to happen. And I don't know that it's going to happen this round. I don't know that's going to happen through IUI. I don't know that's going to happen through IVF. Yeah. But it's going to happen. Yeah. And we stand firm in that because we truly feel like the Lord has showed us that and told us that. Absolutely. And then out of nowhere last night, I had the most vivid dream of Kenny and I, and and I just remember holding her head, her face, and just like reading off a pregnancy test of that we were pregnant. And I have never had such a vivid dream in that aspect before. I love that so much. So I can't wait to see that come to fruition. I know. And I can't wait to to have this conversation again next year and say, here's where we are and meet our little boy. Yeah. Or in two three months and saying, Hey guys, we're pregnant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like, you know, walk, have you, have y'all walk through this journey with us? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important for you guys to see us 
in all aspects and, and to see us walk through this journey and not just the end goal. Yeah. So again, as Kenny said, if you guys have any questions or comments or this is something that's been on your heart to start or you don't know where to start, um, we'd love for you to reach out. Um, but also if you have any inspiration for us, like if you, yeah, if you've been through it, if you know someone that's been through it, like I cannot hear enough stories of how the Lord got a couple pregnant after they were told they couldn't. Yeah. And and that's a a good thing to, to remember too. Like the Bible tells us to go forth and multiply, like multiply and be fruitful. Yep. Like this is God's promise. This, this aligns, is what he wants. Yeah, this aligns with his character. This aligns with yep. his word. This aligns with who he is. Yep. That's always one thing to remember. Like if you're doubtful of if the Lord's going to answer one of your prayers and you just really don't feel like you're hearing from him, does it align with his character? Is this who he is? Is this something that he would want for you? Yep. It is. This and is. if it is, you stand firm in it. Yeah. Until I mean, he tells you otherwise. Again, the Bible is full of of different stories and people that had to wait 40 years, 80 years. Like Sarai was 90 when she had her baby. Lord, baby <laughs> Jesus, please don't make me wait till I'm 90. <laughs> Real geriatric. I know. But it just, it's such a hope though. Everything is on God's timing. Yep. And again, of course it's our 11th hour, but it's not his. Nope, it's not his. He is orchestrating all of this for our good and for his glory right and, now. Yeah. But we are excited to um, to share this, and we're excited to see where this goes and uh, keep you all along on the journey. Yeah. So, again, um, DM us on Instagram or Facebook. Email us, 11thHourGod at gmail.com, 11thHourGod on Instagram and Facebook. And it's also in our show notes. Yeah. Um, questions, concerns. Verses, in- versus wisdom. inspiration, all of it. We'll take it all. Yeah. Um, thank you all. Again, so, so, so much for joining us. Thanks Um, for listening. Yeah, we hope this was also able to inspire someone. Um, We'll see you all in two weeks. All right. Thanks, guys.